hello 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 how could i not do an episode on valentine's day welcome to another episode of valentine's day edition valentine's day special of my inside voice podcast thank you so much for being here with me whether you're in a relationship or not whether you are hanging out with your family, whether you are hanging out with your friends, whether you are hanging out with your significant other, whether you are alone or whatever else you're doing, working, not working, uh, vacationing, crying, uh, screaming, throwing up, uh, in your car, having uh, eating McDonald's by yourself, listening to your favorite music, like whatever you're fucking doing. I hope you know that I'm with you. My specific brand of Valentine's Day this year is alone, single. I made a heart-shaped cake um, and covered it in sprinkles. It was like a triple, quadruple death by chocolate cake with buttercream frosting, vanilla buttercream frosting, and covered, like I said, in sprinkles, and there were like mini M&Ms in it delicious and i bought macaroons to top it all off heart-shaped of course um all for me and i went to the gym and i worked all day um i wore heart-shaped earrings and i was feeling good i was feeling fine i was feeling really happy and upbeat moon and sag and then all of a sudden my workout I was like midway through my workout, kind of like the tail end of my workout. And I was walking to my car and I was like, oh, I feel extremely low. I feel heavy all of a sudden. I feel drained. I feel emotional. And, you know, just by way of uh, being able to discern my emotions and what I'm feeling and what I'm going through, it was definitely loneliness. And <clears throat> loneliness. And, you know, I expected to feel some sort of way on this day. I mean, this time last year, I was definitely being stood up by the guy that I was seeing and uh, he never called me. He actually ghosted me on Valentine's Day and we've never talked. So I'm really excited that I don't have to deal with that again I don't have to deal with that but my only experiences on Valentine's Day have been negative um they've been forced they've been resent full of resentment or isolation or uh, yearning longing uh, you know broken expectation and that sort of thing so this year on this day I feel the loneliness but it's so different from like a sadness or a disappointment or um an uneasiness right it's still uncomfortable but as I look forward to feeling my feelings because I've spent so long suppressing myself I've spent so long repressing what I feel because I've been in survival mode for most of my life so now I can sort of take time I've done work to really address emotions and feel my emotions when I say address my emotions I mean feel them um from 
like a very healthy place, healthy-ish place, I guess. Healthier than, you know, previous. And it's been like really nice. Um, It's been nice to not lash out. It's been nice to not be in a, like, to want to numb myself or suppress my feelings so much that I, you know, do toxic things like reach out to exes or, you know, fucking want to schedule dates on the stage just to not feel lonely. It's so important to feel that. So if you're in the same boat as me, feel the loneliness. If you feel sad, feel the sad. Feel the nostalgia. Feel all of those feelings because if you don't, they will they will come and find you, right? Because those feelings, when you don't address them, when you don't feel them, they can't leave your body. They get stuck. And then enough of the procrastinating, enough of the avoidance, it causes them to rot. And then that's when you get into toxicity. That's when you get into dangerous situations where you feel like there's nowhere else to go and you start looking for love and belonging and emotional wholeness in other people. And it usually ends up in, like I said, dangerous situations where you become codependent, where you become, you choose people because they emulate what you're, the void that you are trying to fill. And, you know, that's a whole other podcast and maybe I'll talk about it in some other episode, but that's the, that's the road you go down. And if you're used to going down that road, then you might actually go down that road. And to be honest, that's okay too, because I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you're a little bit more self-aware than you were previous when you weren't listening to this podcast. And if you are listening to this podcast, you are able to reflect. And even if you go down a road that maybe you've been down before that is a little bit toxic, that isn't the best for you, you can kind of feel yourself doing it. And then maybe you'll make a different decision next time. Or I'm not here to shame. Don't I'm not I'm not gonna shame you for taking that road. I've made countless bad decisions over and over and over again just so I cannot feel the feeling that I'm feeling right now, which is complete loneliness and isolation. But I've had enough experience to know that it's not worth it. I would rather sit in my room by myself eating a piece of cake that I baked for myself, um, watching rom-coms or whatever the fuck, being on TikTok, whatever the fuck. I'd rather be doing those things and like being emotional and feeling like, you know, a little bit sad or a little bit lonely or a little bit, you know, neglected, whatever. I'd rather do that Go through those emotions, feel through those emotions, then text my ex or go on a date today or, you know, suppress in other ways that are not healthy. Drink, um, trauma dump, trauma bond, lash out in anger and frustration, um, self-sabotage. I, I don't, I've been 
doing that my whole life. And I think this is the first year that I've actually chose different, that I've actually chose to, to, to feel the emotion. And it's never as bad as we think. It's pretty bad. It's pretty awful. I feel pretty shitty. Um, but it beats the alternative. And I've done the alternative for so long that it's kind of ingrained in my brain the trauma that I'm going to go through if I do those bad things. And I'm not going to shit on myself if I choose to do those things. I'm not perfect, okay? And I'm not always going to make the right decisions. But right now, for right now, at 9.45 at night on Tuesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, I choose to not go down that road. And for me, that's a win. Might not seem like a win, might seem like really small, might seem really insignificant. And to be honest, I kind of feel like a loser because um, everybody in my life, I feel sometimes are so emotionally beyond me. I feel like I'm I'm doing things for the first time that other people have done for fucking decades, years. And it's just um when I think about it in those terms, I'm like, "Oh man, again, like I I feel like the 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 name of this podcast, if I didn't think of my inside voice, it would have been like late bloomer or something, you know? Um, because I feel like I'm so far behind other people. And, you know, I know comparison is a thief of joy. I get it. I get it. I know these things, right? And, but today that's kind of, I'm working through my feelings as I feel my feelings. These are the things that come up right? And I'm not going to deny myself. I'm going to limit them because I don't need to be feeling these things for more than I need to be feeling them. I'm not going to harp on them. Excuse me. I'm not going to ruminate. I'm not going to marinate on these types of feelings and emotions because when you, so there's one, one extreme where you completely suppress and neglect and and avoid your feelings. And then there's the other extreme where on the other side where you dive into your feelings and not only do you dive into them, you you go so deep that you start to drown and you can't, you dig a hole and you start to drown and you can't get yourself back out, right? And so it's a it's two sides of the same coin. It's it's on the same spectrum on either end. So it's it's finding that balance of feeling your emotions, allowing yourself to feel what you need to feel, and then letting it leave your body, right? And I think on a Sagittarius moon, it's the best way to do it. Sagittarius's have this like optimism that allows you to sort of push through your emotions a little bit faster than let's say a Scorpio moon right which tends to like ruminate a little bit longer but i think both signs um are able to really understand the idea of letting go scorpio maybe not so much but sagittarius definitely but both can be toxic i think sagittarius and scorpio actually now that i'm working through it in my head right now they they represent those two extremes right scorpio meaning not letting go at all and 
keeping that imprint of emotional baggage and trauma and suffering and holding on to it for life and not letting it leave them and then allowing it to rot through their, you know, armor. And then we have Sagittarius who just avoid, 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 keep running, keep running, keep running, right? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I'm fine. I'm fine. The king of I'm fine. And so... I think for me, because I have so many Scorpio and Sagittarius placements, I need to find a balance. I need to find a way to, and I think I am, to feel my emotions, give my emotions the respect that they deserve, but also leave the door open for them to see themselves out. And, you know, I will sit with them, I will converse with them, I will address them, I will you know invite them to lunch but by dinner time they need to make their way out and that time you'll know if you're going through this on your own you'll know when it's time to sort of like okay time time to get over this time to get up right I wouldn't speed through it but I wouldn't you know take my time with it either so there's there's a secret sauce to everybody has their own secret formula everybody has their own secret sauce to this process um, but I think that again, if you're listening to my podcast, you're kind of aware and cognizant of that, of that process. So take, take the time, I would say. And this is a message from me to me too. Like take, take the time. It's okay to feel, you know, um, my emotion that I'm working through today is the loneliness because I've been single for since 2013. So I've been single for like 10 years. Obviously, I've dated, obviously, I've gone back and forth with exes, but I've never really truly been in an actual relationship. They've been there, there've been two close calls where I've wanted it to be a relationship so badly. And it's like we said to each other that we were exclusive and stuff, but it faded out as quickly as it came right so it was it was not a relation I would not call that a relationship I would call that you know wanting to be a relationship but not even on the road to be a relation it's not even on in the same ballpark right now that I think of what I really want in a man and what I really want in a relationship and a partnership if I ever you know have that um, and I'm not saying that like pessimistically or like, oh, I'm never going to have it. If I choose to have that is what I mean. It, it doesn't like what I want truly from an authentic soul level place. I've I've never gotten. And I've I, I, I've never even come close, to be honest. And so. Saying that you know, single for 10 years. It's not by accident. It's not, I'm not surprised. Um, it's definitely by choice because I refuse to settle. Um, but it doesn't mean that it didn't hurt. And it doesn't mean that it isn't I saw somebody on TikTok and she's like, why does having standards and self-respect hurt so much? Why is it so um like nobody tells you that once you start to have standards and self-respect and integrity and um want more for yourself and other and from the significant potential significant other it's like uh, 
lights out in terms of like you automatically isolate. It feels so isolating to want those things. And I think it's kind of baked into that. Once you commit yourself, and I've said this so many times, once you're committed to traveling uh, that road, the road less traveled, it's less traveled for a reason. I wouldn't even say less traveled. I would say not traveled at all. Because for me in my life, I'm traveling a road that I, and I've said this again and again, nobody I know has traveled this road. I'm literally blazing this trail on my own. There are no footprints. There are no inroads. There are no maps. There's no blueprints or templates. I am doing this from the ground up. I have nobody in my life that has ever gone on this road before. Ever. In all the generations that I've, um, you know, maybe there's other generations or other ancestors that have travel this road but I don't I've never seen it I don't know them I've never heard of anybody going on this road I am so so and and that that's what makes it even more isolating so there might be people out there that are that are doing this and that's the reason why it's so lonely it's because there's nobody nobody has done this before you're you're literally you know when they say you're breaking generational cycles and stuff that's that's what breaking generational cycles mean means that's what breaking a generational cycle means right you're breaking the cycle of things being done one way and so if you go ahead and do it a different way you're breaking the cycle which in theory is so great and you know accolades to you but it's doesn't mean it's not hard it actually only means that it's it's hard right it only means that it's going to get harder before it gets easier and it doesn't even get easier you just get used to it you just grow a thicker skin it's the way of life after a while if you stick to the to the process if you if you go down that road for long enough right there's always going to be people maybe that are maybe they're actually you know what I, I stand corrected maybe there are people that travel that road but for how far you're going down it for how far that I've come on this road I don't see anybody else's footprints I don't see any other signs of life here so maybe they quit long ago because it is not for the faint of heart. Let me tell you that. It is not easy. It is not um it's not logical to go down this road like it makes no sense, right? But for some reason So so why did you go down this road then? How could I not? How could I not? When you faced so much upheaval and so much suffering and so much trauma and so much rejection and so much pain, how can you not choose another way? Right? And other people won't understand because the road that you've traveled before this new road those people you were traveling with those people right with the rest of society 
for some reason, in my life anyway, the people that I was traveling that road with, it kind of worked for them, right? They got what they wanted. They were successful. They're happy. They're, I'm not saying it's perfect. No road that you choose in this human life is going to be perfect, right? Imperfection and um, challenges and risks and all of that, it's baked into the human condition. It's, it's baked into the life that we um, chose to live, right? So that's, that's, that's not what I'm talking about, you know? I'm not saying that one road is perfect and the other is awful. I'm saying both are tough. But the road that I was traveling on with where everybody else was traveling too and I had like you know a blueprint I had instructions I had I could see people that were doing really well and I could see what they were doing you know what I could improve on all that stuff there was all there's a manual for that road right and it seemed to work well for them but it seemed like I was doing something wrong at all times because it was so difficult for me to go down that road with those people. I couldn't make it work. It just kept, it, it was much harder than anything else. And it seemed like I was the only one that was having trouble, especially in my life, right? Everybody, for example, people graduated university and went through school, I was like, wow, that must be so nice. I'm going to try that too. And I failed. You know, by society standards, I failed. I dropped out. I was like, okay, I can't do this. And then people were like having these friendships and like cool relationships. And we're going on, you know, we're going out to dinners and like really bonding with the community. I'm like, oh yeah, I want, I want to do that. I want a community. I want to belong. I want to have friends. Like, oh, fuck, I, I don't know how to do this either. Okay. A zero out of two. You know, let's keep moving forward. Fucking stellium and Sagittarius. Pisces rising. Let's keep going. Hope for the best, right? People started dating. They started getting boyfriends. They started to get proposed to. They started to get engaged. They started to get married. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want that. That looks fun. That looks fun. Okay. This is not working. Why is everyone else... Like, how are people living together? How are people dating for months and months and months and not, like, it completely, you know, getting fucked up and then... What am I do okay? Um I guess I'll continue to date. People are having some luck with the apps, so I guess I'll I'll download the apps and, and have dates. That's not working. Okay. What if I meet somebody like organically? Okay, cool. Like at bars and clubs and coffee shops and like fucking books sh- books sh- stores and malls and shit. Home Depot, whatever the fuck. Okay. Uh, that's not it's not working too well either. Um, okay, I have this boyfriend. He's not really who I want. I am a completely different person, a a person that I don't like when I'm with him. I'm going to cheat on him. So that didn't work out. Um, okay. I found this other guy. 
maybe I'll move on the other side of the country for him. He seems great. He seems nice. He seems like he likes me. He seems like the type of guy that all my friends or whoever the people that I grew up with and my family and stuff, they, it seems like it's mimicking that, which is what I should want, right? Six months later. Okay, that, that didn't fucking work out. Um, I don't, okay, so zero out of three. <laughs> and I was starting to see a pattern, like everything that I'm trying to do, career-wise, I'll get a job. Okay, I am extremely stressed. I am not good at the job and I am not getting paid properly. And everyone hates me and I'm not able to maintain relationships in in jobs that are professional for me to get ahead. But then if I don't maintain relationships that are at least professional, then I won't have any community and feel completely isolated and alone and working for what? And now I want to kill myself. Okay, um, I guess retail it is. Not being paid properly and not being able to pay my bills. Okay, so zero to four. Um, there has to be a pattern here. And then after a while, I've repeated this over and over. Failure after failure after failure. And I'm like, oh my god, like, what the fuck is going on here? I can't go down this road. And then, you know, the internal clock alarms and says, you can't go down this road. You don't belong to the society. You're not able to adjust to your community. Well, you're going to die then. And then that's where I hit my rock bottom. Over and over again, I hit that rock bottom because I kept trying to conform and it didn't work out, obviously. And I kept hitting rock bottom again and again and again and again and again. And then I stopped because I realized that I am different and not in a cool, sexy, I'm not like other girls different as in like a painful realization that I am in this alone, that I have to walk another road, my road, or I will never, I will not be here anymore. That's how bad it got. I had to switch gears or perish. I had to finally listen to that voice that was screaming inside of me saying, this is not you. You, your life path is different. It's not this one. Please move or you will die. And that was a realization that I did not want to make. I was hoping I didn't have to make because I thought I could just fake it. Fake it till you make it, by the way. Not a thing. Not, not in my life. I can't fake it till I make it. I faked it for my entire life. And it literally almost killed me. So fast forward, I'm on this road. Yeah, it's a lonely, it's a lonely gig. Again, I've talked about it a long time. So come back to Valentine's Day, come back to days like this where, you know, people have plans, other people are doing other things. And unfortunately, I am not. 
And am I a little bit sad? Am I a little bit lonely? Am I a little bit like, hmm, I wonder if it was a different way, where would I be, you know? Yeah, these are human emotions that are very, very natural. But do I regret switching gears? Do I regret choosing a road that is more aligned and completely aligned and authentic to me? Not even for a second. I'm the luckiest girl in the world that I got an opportunity that is a privilege to be able to pivot and not perish. It's a privilege. It's a it's a luxury that is not given. It is a gift that is not given to most people. Most people live their entire lives living an existence that is not aligned with who they are. And I got the chance to live in existence. I had to make that decision. And, and don't get me wrong. Yes, it's a privilege. And yes, I am very, very lucky. But again, it was the hardest thing I had to do because the biggest drawback of going on this road is the isolation, is the loneliness, is the is risking you being misunderstood every single step of the way. And I unfortunately or fortunately have been prepping for that my whole life because I've been misunderstood and isolated my entire life. Um, I have never ever been in a space where I felt that I could be authentically myself. Therefore, I did not know what I was or who I was when it came to being authentic. And so traveling on this road really gave me the space to be myself. And so actually the isolation, I said this to my cousin like a couple of days ago, the isolation and the um, the extreme alone time saved me because I was given the space to really spread my wings and empower myself and and seek validation from myself seek that balance that activation of masculine and feminine energy I was only able to do that um when I chose a life of solitude you can't make the breakthroughs that I've made if you're constantly around people and you're constantly wanting people's attention and validation and um, energy. And I'm, an, I'm a true extrovert, right? I love feeding off of other people's energy, but I had to learn to channel that through being by myself 99% of the time. 100% of my time, really. And when I say by myself, I don't mean like physically. Obviously, I'm not like in a cave and on the mountains and like not so. No, I'm completely around other people. I'm saying maybe I'm by myself emotionally, mentally, um, spiritually. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not attached to anybody else's emotions. I'm not managing anybody else's expectations or life or mental state. I have been for my entire life and now I'm able to be on a road where the only thing is me and God. It's me and my creator, me and the universe, you know. 
playing chicken. <laughs> Not really. Who dies first? I don't know. But um, probably me, obviously. But <sighs> yeah. So yeah, I do feel loneliness on Valentine's Day. <laughs> right it's not something that i'm just because i'm on a road of isolation and solitude doesn't mean i am completely immune to those things i'm not it never gets old it never i never not feel alone i am i am acutely aware of my solitude and uh, about how single I am because I also live in this material world and if you're alone if you're single if you're in a state of solitude if you are celibate if you are you know abstaining from things like coffee and alcohol and and sort of living this very sober very in tuned aligned alert sort of existence the world you are you are very aware of the conditioning and the programming that the world tries to entrap you with and that's not a conspiracy theory that's just facts and you're very much aware of the veil that um you so happily and so desperately wanted to play behind in an attempt to belong right but once you kind of give up that whole wanting to belong wanting to please wanting to be loved by others outside of yourself the veil gets rapidly ripped away and you see reality as it is and I'm not saying that I see every single thing that I'm so aware and I'm so you know whatever no I I obviously have blind spots and I'm aware of that um but I know that my existence right now again I I don't know anybody in my immediate life and my immediate circle um that has that is living the way that I'm living and that's kind of the point. And so my ability to dream really, really big and be something bigger than this is the only way that I know how to operate. Because I don't have anybody around me that is living the life that I want. The only people that are living the life that I want are like, people that don't know I exist right or I'm forced to kind of dream up a life because the life that I want doesn't exist so I have to make it I have to dream it up I can't aspire to anybody else's life because I don't want anybody else's life I want a life that's different from everybody else's life that's in my orbit right now and so that's why outgrowing this bedroom outgrowing this family outgrowing this city outgrowing this fucking job outgrowing you know this community these people that I've grown up with and all of that these ideals right I've outgrown it all and the loneliness that I feel is that no I can't take anybody with me I 
I'm not able to do that. I have to completely detach. Welcome to fucking Aquarius season where all of these detachments are very, it's very necessary to detach from the things that you need to detach from. And in my case, it's literally everyone. Detachment doesn't mean I love them any less or that I'm cutting people off and I'm, you know, living in a hole. But it just means that I have to sort of let go of those beliefs i have to let go of those relationships that have maybe really deep roots because of codependency and um that survival mode and that i didn't know how to be anything else except in these relationships in these toxic codependent relationships and now i have to let go because i am going somewhere where they cannot follow And so I think a Valentine's Day for me is a lot about detachment. It's a lot about that universal love. And I find that Valentine's Day being an Aquarius season is quite fitting. It's actually quite perfect because it's, it, I think it just means that the love that Valentine's Day represents isn't just a romantic one, isn't just of the human relationship or of the human heart. It's very much of the universal soul. It's bigger than everybody. It's bigger than boyfriend, girlfriend. It's bigger than husband, wife, or husband, and husband, or wife and wife, or whatever it is. It's bigger than any other relationship. It's the relationship that you cultivate with your creator. It's the relationship that you have with the universe. That's what the true, that's what true love is. That's what unconditional love is to me. And that's why it's an Aquarius season because Aquarius season embodies that. It allows us to detach from every other relationship and connects us to the only one that really matters. And that is like the blueprint of every other relationship. I feel like the relationship that we cultivate, the relationships that we've cultivated within humans, we're doing it backwards, right? The relationship that we have with God and our creator and our soul should be the template that we use to have every other relationship. Every other relationship should kind of come from that. But instead, we've cultivated all these human relationships that are full of holes and gaps and cracks, which is fine. Imperfection is beautiful, but it's so full of codependency and these ties and these cords that are so suffocating for me at least. And then we try to get away and connect to our creator. Our creator is always going to be there. The universe is always going to be there for us to connect to. But because the connection to our humans are so much more potent and they take precedent over the connection that we have with the universe it's very faulty and flaky and temporary and doesn't mean much it's very superficial because it's not based on anything we haven't really cultivated the relationship with ourselves our souls and our the universe that's the foundation but we've done it backwards i hope that makes sense i don't know it just kind of came to me yeah, I think I'm really getting the chance again in the solitude to cultivate the relationship with my soul and my authentic self and the universe and how to play with the universe and how to love the universe and how to receive from the universe. And that's going to set me up for any other relationship that I decide to have later. So yeah, I do feel a solitude and a loneliness on this day, but it's also like this extreme gratitude that I feel too and this 
complete like wholeness that I feel as well. You know what I mean? Anyways, I'm probably releasing this the day after Valentine's Day. So I hope y'all just go shopping because chocolate's like fucking 75% off right now. Um, which is what I love. But I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Venus and Pisces. Love that the sun is in Aquarius and Venus is in Pisces for Valentine's Day. I fucking love it. And all the planets are in complete going direct so you know i hope you had a really good love day today and i hope the love goes i hope the love bleeds into every other facet of your life and every other day in your life because you deserve that you deserve love every single fucking day and i love you every single fucking day peace